Do you want to experience an environment which is constant high energy, intense focus on the goal, and dedication to excellence and precision? Well, I suggest you check out a hand matzah factory. The bakeries where they produce the handmade matzahs exclusively. That's the one product that they're making day in and day out for months on end. Where the focus on guaranteeing that no matzah has possibly sat long enough to become chametz, where no morsel of flour anywhere in the environment sits at any point for 18 minutes straight, that means that from the time that water meets flour, through the mixing, through the kneading, through the rolling it down flat, through the rolling that tool over it that makes the little holes to see to it that the air can escape while it's baking, getting it onto the pole that's going to have it inserted into the intensely, powerfully hot oven, 18 minutes cannot go by from start to finish. And guarantee that nowhere else in the environment is there any morsel of dough that could be rising so that every surface is going to be cleansed, cleansed, every rolling pin is going to be sanded down, every mixing bowl cleaned to perfection, inspected, and constant, intense focus on that precision, that excellence, the purity of the product. Well, the story I'm about to share is about a matzo baking environment that was actually even more intense, a greater energy in the moment, an incredible fervor, dedication, and ultimately trepidation. The story which has us toward the end of the Holocaust in 1945 has us in the Moldorf Nazi labor camp. Maybe not one of the more famous camps, but certainly a camp that had incarcerated and brought to the deaths of many, many, many Jews. But the slave Jews in this situation, and again, slaves to the more modern-day pharaoh in the form of Hitler, Yomach may his name be obliterated, with the taskmasters we know as the Nazi guards, found themselves, weeks before Pesach, with a fascinating possibility. Apparently, uh, the Allied bombers had done incredible damage to the Muldorf railway complex, and the Nazis wanted to try to restore railway operations, and had taken a group of Jewish slaves to begin the cleanup. One of them, a Moshe Goldstein, describes how he had managed to get into a boxcar where he discovered wheat, sacks and sacks of wheat. Now we can imagine, given the starvation that they were experiencing, the elation of finding something edible. But his focus was not on food, but on Pesach. The possibility that maybe, 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 we could end up having matzah this Pesach, that drove him to find a way to smuggle kernels of wheat by creating a sack-like effect in his pants, to t- tying them up at the base and uh, carrying wheat back with him, into the labor camp. We shared this news with the other slaves incarcerated with him, which included the famed Klosenberger Rebbe, Rebbe Kassil Halberstam. Well, with the encouragement of Rebbe Halberstam and the uh, genius and heroic efforts of his friends, they managed to put together some pieces of an old mill and grind the, the kernels into flour to find opportunity to sift that flour using some type of a cloth. And then they arranged that each of them would pick up a twig at a time and bring them back into the barracks. So they now had the fuel. That 
plus a tin can that functioned as their oven, turned into their matzah bakery. Well, of course, when it came time to bake, they were guaranteeing that this would happen very, very fast. Their goal to see that they would have kosher for Pesach. Matzahs, together with their obvious fervor to see to it that they would survive and not be caught by the Nazis, had them bake this as fast as they possibly could. And they did. They managed to put together 20 small matzahs. Well, as this Moshe Goldstein describes, that Pesach night, they gathered together for a very quick, very fast Seder, ate their matzahs, and appreciated the heavenly given gift, this opportunity to be reconnecting with God through his mitzvah of the matzah. Well, thank God we don't have to be doing such incredible efforts to have our Pesach. And yes, there's a lot of work involved in producing all that we need for Pesach, but nothing that borders in the slightest way on the experience of those men in the Muldorf labor camp in 1945. And when we eat our matzah this year, having in mind, of course, primarily the mitzvah that God has given us and the recognition reflection back on the Egypt experience, maybe we can recall this story and the intense energy of those men, the intense passion and dedication. And maybe we can recall the energy that goes into producing all of the handmade matzahs and the focus and the dedication and recharge ourselves somewhat, give ourselves a boost of focus on energy toward some mitzvah. Can we pick one mitzvah? Can we pick something that is on the horizons that, yeah, I could put a little more effort into seeing that I do that right. Hopefully something we do right on an ongoing basis, but at least once can we, as we eat that matzah, have in mind something. We focus on one act that we are going to do with greater precision, greater dedication, greater accuracy, and have in mind the message of all those people constantly working with that fervor and energy in the matzah-baking factories, these gentlemen uh, who were in that Muldorf uh, labor camp, pull that message into our eating of the matzah, and hopefully, in renewing our energy and our fervor towards one deed, one mitzvah triggers another. But let's focus on that first one, and in so doing, give ourselves the opportunity to further aspire towards achieving our tachlis.